This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, September 21st. Mark... Are you excited? The Federal Reserve begins its two-day policy meeting today. How are you feeling about that? I am dancing around as you say that. I can tell. Do you think the Fed's going to do anything this time? No. I don't think so either. Do you think that they're going to actually say anything of great import? Do I really need to actually follow this or not? What's the general advice that you want to give to everybody about the Federal Reserve? I would say that you should follow it closely. There might be some news. I think so, too. I think that they're, you know, they this is one of those meetings. So they always have these two-day policy meetings, but they don't always release their economic projections at every meeting. So this is one of the meetings where they are releasing some economic projections, which is why I'm going to certainly pay attention. And you know what? The Fed controls a lot of your financial life, whether you are a borrower whether you are a lender, and whether you are a saver. And I think that that's something to keep in mind. I also think the Fed's in quite a pickle right now because, you know, I don't care that inflation slowed down a tiny bit from the month before. Inflation's still high. So you've got prices rising, and you also have the economy potentially slowing down. So I'm going to keep an eye on it. I don't think you need to, like, start worrying about changing your investments around or anything because I do think that's something that, can often, at least to me, I think that this leads to a lot of problems. So people think they know they can outguess the Fed. Ah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be so sure you could. Mostly for long-term investors, you don't have to make these big decisions. If you're a day-to-day trader, sure, that's what you get paid to do. But no, for most of us, no, we don't have to do that. I'm very intrigued. I will keep an eye on it. We will make sure that we let you know if there's anything that's newsworthy out of it. But for today, you can just settle in. And Mark, we have a very um, interesting thing. We have a recidivist listener on the air with us. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's like we're on the air long enough that we get people in for a second appointment with Dr. and Dr. Schlesinger and Talercio. That's pretty common nowadays. A lot of people have been on multiple times. I know. I like that they come back on because I feel like it just shows you that financial planning And these kinds of conversations should not be a one-time only event. It should be an ongoing process. And we would love for you to detail that process with us. So again, if you've got a financial question, you've got a money question, you've got a tax question, a retirement question, an education funding question, all you have to do is go to the website, jillonmoney.com and hit the contact button. And then you will be magically brought to our attention. Now, 
If you'd like to join us in the studio, the virtual studio, then just let us know. I'll come on the air with you guys because it's better when you come on the air. And that is what Kim did from New York City. She is following up with us with questions about insurance products. So here we go. This is our conversation with Kim from New York City. By the way, not her real name. Kim is my sister's name. So I just thought that we would do that. Kim, welcome back to the program. How are you? Really good, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. So you came on our sister podcast, Jill on Money. And when did we talk to you? I forgot now. January. January of like this year? This year, yep. So it was a it was a COVID contact. Yes. And at that time, why did you give us a call? So I was calling you at that time because my sister and I uh, were having a debate. We both make around the same amount of money. And um, I felt that for savings, we should be maxing out our Roth 401ks, respectively, from our employers. Um, and she was thinking that uh, due to her income as well, that, she, that would be better to actually do the traditional 401k. And um, she's single, right? She is single, yes. And at the time, you were single, which meant that you guys were in the 32% tax bracket, maybe actually a little bit less, but most of your income was taxed at the 24%, but a, a little bit, the top marginal rate, 32%. So how did that turn out? Because we said, Mark and I said, you got to do the Roth because we thought you're going to be making more money and, in, and that we would see that tax rates would go up. And so tell me, how did that go over with your sister? So she decided that you, in fact, are right. And both of us have now switched over to doing the Roth 401k and happily you've affected a third person because my now wife has also switched over to doing the Roth 401k entirely. So you've ding, changed- ding, 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 ding. Now, when I was talking to you in January, was there an engagement on the horizon or was this a COVID decision? You know, we've been talking about getting married for a long time. And actually, we had kind of just got engaged right around then. Mm. Um, and we were thinking of doing a, a COVID wedding online only. Wow. So when you were looking at that, did you at all consider, I know this is very not romantic, did you consider what your tax bracket would be together and how that might impact your your actual financial planning? We have, and I, I have to say, I we have to figure that out yet, to be honest, like entirely. We, we've definitely talked about it, and we've talked about the need to get a financial planner, probably, or tax advisor. Mm. Um, so we do we do think about it. Um, How much it, does she make? Around the same. So 200 Ooh, as well, yeah. I love this couple. No kids, right? No Just kids. Just a, a four-legged kid, right? Four-legged doggy. Okay. So now, so you are still in the 32% bracket because you're with 200 each. Do you guys own property together? We, we do not. Is that on the horizon? That's a that's a desire. So Really? Yes. What's the point. rent right now? Um, well, actually, we're moving somewhere a little less, so it's going to be 32.50. That's not bad. Now, for everyone listening in the rest of the country, I know that sounds crazy, but here in the New York City metropolitan area, 32.50 a month is not bad. Would you think about buying in the city or buying outside of the city? We're struggling with that, to be honest. It's an open question at this point. Mm. A lot depends on like the future and where we wind up and whatnot. So, well, where's that going to be? I'm just kidding. You don't I don't know. know. Yet. I don't you know. don't know. You're open. You're yeah. totally open. Exactly. You're ready to rock and roll. I think that renting is great if you can get a, an affordable rent. I will say that for the first time, you know, because of COVID, the 
equation is tilted a little bit more towards buying in the city versus buying outside of the city. Because obviously, the knuckleheads who all left New York City and went out into the burbs drove up prices pretty dramatically. So there are a lot of cases where people are finding good bargains in the city. So if that's something that is kind of percolating and around, you know, obviously we'd want you to be saving up some money for a down payment. Do you guys have some money outside of retirement? Yeah, we're trying to save more for, for a down payment. So Good. definitely on the on the mind, on top of mind. So now in your happy married life, tell us why you've actually contacted us besides giving us great pictures. And uh, by the way, your sister did a great job of taking those photos of the of the Zoom wedding. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. So two questions. Uh, one thing that I've always wondered, um, and especially now that I'm married, it makes a big difference. Basically, these are, these are around insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Right now, I carry long-term disability insurance. Like my employer does not offer really any type of insurance at this point in time. Hmm. Um, and I've been my own career has been very much like freelance, full-time consulting, full-time job, back to consulting. So I thought it'd be a really great idea to carry long-term disability, which I got when I was around 42 years old. I'm 48 now. Mm-hmm. Um, my current premium is $4,188 a month, Mm -hmm. but there is a dividend that the company pays out, which reduces my monthly payments a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now I'm paying around $218, excuse me, $218 a month, uh, but that can vary. So yeah, but that's so cheap relative, like, honest to like, I know it sounds like a lot, but you know, the statistics are really interesting around disability because what we often will hear is like people say like, oh, well, you know, I pay this much money for life insurance and they don't really think about it. They just Mm -hmm. do it. Right. Because, well, I know I'm going to die. But statistically, a 48 year old woman is probably more likely to, God forbid, I know this sounds horrible, to become disabled Mm -hmm. before age 65 then die before mm-hmm. age 65. So I think this is a great deal because I think especially if you're not working at a large company that offers long-term disability as a standard benefit, it's great to have private disability insurance. I'm sure it covers you for your own occupation. So everyone listening, disability comes in two flavors. It's called any ock or own ock, meaning if you become disabled and you cannot do your job, and in your case, what do you do for a living? I, I didn't ask that. I do experience design. So oh. com- computer type work. Okay. So if you said, like, you know, I can't do my job, then this policy would kick in and start paying you out, I guess, probably 60% of what you um, yeah, earn now, right? It's around 6500 a month tax-free. Okay, great. And so that would be what you would receive. That benefit, because you pay the premium yourself, would not be taxable to you. Mm-hmm. And that would be great. Does your wife also have disability insurance and is she covered by anything at work? Yes, she has work insurance and it's about 60% of her salary. So and that would obviously exist as long as she has the job. Okay, so that's Um, good. So, so when would I stop paying it? Like, you know, like, for example, like, as I get closer to 65, it doesn't make sense to carry Correct. it. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically, it's like, it's like running a retirement calculator. So mm-hmm. at the point where you say, if I lost my income right now, would I still be able to one, support our lifestyles, and two, be able to actually retire? Hmm. And that's the, that's the key. It's sort of both things. Now, if your wife is independently wealthy and has $10 million in the bank, you wouldn't need it even now. It wouldn't matter. 
But if you're still in the accumulation phase where you're still saving and yes. you still have that, th then you keep it. Most people will keep it until they really feel comfortable that they don't need that extra income if something bad were to happen. And, you know, at some point it does become more expensive, but it's because you bought it when you were younger, when you bought it when you were 42, your sort of entry point locks you into a better premium outlook than if you went out and bought it when you were 55, for example. Okay. So just hang on to it till it feels... For now. Like, okay. For now. I would just say that. I, I mean, and I would say that if you have a big change in your financial life, like if all of a sudden someone dies and left you guys $10 million, $5 million, and that really changes everything, you might say, ah, I don't need it at all. This is essentially, again, uh, it's a near-term can we pay our bills? And then it's a long term. Do we have enough money to retire without me contributing to retirement? So my other question is really about now that I'm also married, thinking about also getting older and also just sidebar, my wife is 10 years younger. So um, nice. So I was thinking about other kinds of insurance one should have. And what about long term care insurance? What, what can you mm. tell me about that? Do we need it? When do you How get much, it? Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. How much money do you guys have total in savings and retirement together? Just give me a ballpark. Around a million at this point, I think. Okay. And that's mostly in retirement. So here's the, here is the, the quintessential problem around long-term care insurance. Number one, it's expensive. Mm -hmm. It's really expensive. Does your wife have any ability to buy long-term care insurance through her employer? You know, I don't know. I can look into that. That would be the best, most affordable way to get it. The problem with the cost of long-term illnesses is that, number one, they're not covered by Medicare. So if something bad happens to you and, you know, essentially you need care as you get older, you will basically have two choices. You you pay for whatever you need out of pocket. You don't have any money and you qualify for Medicaid. Those are the two choices, right? If you're somebody like by the time you guys get to retirement, let's say that your 1 million is probably three or 4 million. Mm -hmm. And that's probably right. You know, at three or $4 million, you probably don't need long-term care. However, if you have a couple and your net worth is more like a half a million to 2 million, that's when we start worrying about like, oh, what happens if you need care? For you guys, if you looked into it through her, if her employer offered it, that would be the most affordable way to do it. I, I mean, look, I think that it's good to consider it, but okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, don't, I don't know if I'd pay up for it. It's it's expensive. And I, I like the idea that you have long-term disability. I think that's smart, but I really think that the long-term care is not going to be an issue. Do either of you come from money, which is always no. a pro Darn oh, yeah. it. Do you, so you did the smart thing. You married younger, but you forgot that second part with younger with money. I know. Darn it. Mm -hmm. That's what love mm -hmm. does. What I think that you should do, check that out. And then did you guys do some estate planning after you got married? So we do not have our estate planning done yet. Do you have any other suggestions around that? We I do, do as okay. a, a matter of fact. She's not a she's not a lawyer, is she? No. Do you know lawyers? Yes, I do actually. Yes. Mark, how much did our lawyer charge you? Let's say it's three, four grand to get 
your basic estate documents. Although I think this would be cheaper, Mark, because you have a kid. Maybe this is more like two to three thousand in the New York metropolitan area. That's number one. Okay. The other idea is that you could go online. Um, you can check out our friends over at Policy Genius, which mm. is a life insurance aggregation site, but they actually added a feature of estate planning. And for non, I, I would say not particularly complicated estates, it's really good. It's a good tool. Yeah, and I don't think you guys are very complicated because if you think about it, if most of your money is in retirement, already you've got a big chunk covered, meaning that mm-hmm. you leave her everything, she leaves you everything. Right. But I do think that having healthcare proxies and powers of attorney, that you can do. So what I think you should do is you can check that out. You can talk to your friend who's a lawyer And the friend who's a lawyer, if they're not an estate attorney, all you say is, I just need an estate attorney. And if you run into um, any issues or problems, shoot us a note and Mark will send you one of our New York City-based estate attorneys who we love. Awesome. Question. So if we move out of state, we have to do it all over again? Yeah. Where are you moving? Why are you leaving New York? I don't know. We don't We don't know. We're just Come open. on. No. Don't go to New Jersey. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> okay. Do not go to... No, I'm just kidding. Um, you're subject to the laws of the state where you reside. If you stay in like the general tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, pretty much all the lawyers kind of know the rules of those abutting states. Okay. If you're telling me you're going to move to California, then you would have to have an estate attorney who is California, you know, admitted to the California bar review whatever documents you have because there are slight changes in each state's law. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, if you would like to do that, just what we did with Kim, just go through some questions. All you need to do, send us that note, go to jillonmoney.com, hit the contact button, and we will respond accordingly. While you're on the website, sign up for our free weekly newsletter. And why don't you subscribe to our sister broadcast? It's called Jill on Money. Oh, listen, the people at CBS have said that I need to ask you a big favor. And that is, could you rate and review this podcast? We would very much appreciate it. So, you know, all you have to do is go to Apple, rate and review the Eye on Money podcast. Tell us that we're great. Don't tell us anything that we don't want to hear. I'm just kidding. You could tell us that. But, you know, if you're inclined to go do something nice, please do so. And we would appreciate it because that would be lifting us up metaphorically. And we like to ask you to do that. Remember here at Eye on Money, we have a mantra. It's curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Thursday. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? 
There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Van Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Divya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. 